For most of my life, I have resisted using the term persecution to describe what any Christian had to endure in the United States of America. Compared to what brothers and sisters experience around the world, we have it easy, but it is changing, and it will get worse. It's time to go the second mile in enduring persecution. Hey, this is Travis Agnew, and thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 5.41, where he says, if anyone asks you to go one mile, go the second mile as well. We want to follow Jesus with everything we can. We do not ever want to be swayed by any other type of pop, uh, popular ideology or some other person that would lead us astray from Jesus' words. His words are better. His ways are better. His thoughts are better. And so that's why we want to follow him with everything we have. And that's why for the last few weeks, we have been looking at the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, I've been preaching through it at our church, but I also went through the Beatitudes uh, all together in one sermon, but wanted to take each one of the Beatitudes as a weekly episode uh, for this podcast because uh, it's a lot. uh, The Beatitudes are kind of these opening statements that Jesus makes about the blessed life or the happy life and what's it look like. And it was so countercultural to what most people would think. I mean, who would think that uh, the people who are happy or those who are poor in spirit. That just sounds absolutely ridiculous, right? But Jesus is saying that the ways of the world are not the ways of the word and that you need to really seek him to know what life is about, what should be about. Uh, And so through this, uh, we've taken a week uh, to look at each uh, um, beatitude, each statement, and unpack it. Now, uh, this one is the last beatitude. And let me read it from Matthew chapter 5, verse 10, where he says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He goes on to say, Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Now, I know that typically if anyone ever invited you to church or invited you to follow Christ or maybe uh, you know encouraged you to join a group or even be a member of a church, no one ever said, Hey, this is the best path in the world. We get to be persecuted for the name of Jesus. That's not the best selling point, and typically we don't lead out in it. But Jesus was very clear. To follow him was the way of the cross. The entire religion, the entire movement, the entire life-changing, history-altering movement that is Christianity started with an innocent man dying upon a cross of which he did not deserve. And somehow we think that as his followers, we can escape from that. It makes no sense. So that's why he said, look, if you're going to follow me, you're going to have problems. You're going to have persecution. But don't worry. Blessed are those who are persecuted if you're persecuted for righteousness sake. Why? For yours is the kingdom of heaven. We're all going to be persecuted, but make sure that we're persecuted for the right things, and here's how you can endure through it. So as we think through this last beatitude of enduring persecution, I want to speak into just kind of what the the significance of this day means. Now, uh, today, as this podcast hopefully will be released on January 20th, uh, the world is watching the inauguration of President-elect Joe Biden, who will be the president by the end of this day today. Uh, I am recording this uh, 13 days earlier. It is Thursday, January 7th. It is the day after uh, all the chaos happened at the Capitol building. I'm recording some of these podcast episodes in a block, and I'm kind of fearful of recording this one because if 2020 and 2021 has revealed to us about anything, uh, man, 13 days, there's a lot that's probably going to happen in this world. And by the time this podcast released, I'd probably have a lot more illustrations or up-to-date information. But the reason, honestly, I thought, you know what, you know what? 
I'm going to go ahead and record this because regardless of what happens in the next 13 days, uh, after the Capitol has been stormed by people who were trying to stop the Electoral College vote and uh, all types of stuff ensued and uh, senators had to be taken back into the Capitol building and to finish up their count at 3.30 in the morning. And as far as Thursday, January 7th goes, I don't know what's going to be the result of the rest of this day. And for the next 13 days, who knows? And I hope and pray that on January 20th, our country is at peace and there is no harm done to anyone. Uh, But I just have seen what has happened in recent months, and I am just kind of probably like you, bracing for impact and praying for peace and somewhat um, just being very limited in the hope of certain things like that because we've reached such a fever pitch in our hostility, right? And, And so... Here's what I know. I don't know what's going to take place in the next few days or the the day that you listen to this or even if you listen to this after the inauguration. But this is what I do know, that um, Jesus's words are very accurate and very needed for a time like this. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I think what's taking place right now in our society is that we are allowing certain things as people that we would not agree with for the sake of certain causes. Um, There are many people who feel like that they, uh, I've talked with so many Christians who have said, I don't like uh, President Trump. I have not supported the candor in which he's discussed people or some of the things that he has done or things that he has said, but because I am so fearful of what's happening to the direction of the country, they have somewhat locked arms or just followed him. Now, there are people that have blind support and have supported it, but I know a lot of Christian people who have said, I don't agree with who Trump is. I don't respect his character. I have trouble with some of the things that he says and does and don't look at him as a role model, but I also do believe in what he stands for or some of the conservative policies But more often, I'm also hearing the fear of where people have seen that where uh, Joe Biden or Kamala Harris might take the country as it relates to certain areas of morality or international relations or, or you name it, right? And so what takes place is, as this has raised it, and now we are looking at uh, where a lot of people think that the election has been rigged, and I'll say this, I guarantee not every single vote was accurate and counted right. And and yet here we are, we're living in the time that it is, and now we are looking at uh, a Democratic-led White House and Senate and House, and there are many Christians right now that are concerned, what does this mean for religious liberty? What does it mean that if the country was built on the ability to be able to practice uh, the freedom of religion, and that seems threatened right now because the freedom of religion seems to make sense until it affects someone else's freedom of religion, and that's what the issue is. And so there's this delicate balance that we have to come alongside and go, okay, well, how do we fight for biblical values? How do we stand for truth? How do we stand for what the church and what the scriptures uphold in a time that's getting harder and harder to stand for such things? And just as mentioned earlier, that we look around the world and that this is not foreign to many of our brothers and sisters around the world. But for many of you, especially who've lived a few decades of life in the United States of America, what you started out in and what we're experiencing now is very, very different. What used to be popular is now seen as something that is the minority position and times are changing. So how are Christians called to endure in times that seem leading the other way? The Apostle Paul said to his son in the faith, Timothy, in the book 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Here's what I want to make sure you did hear him say as well as Jesus say. 
Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. He does not say blessed are those who are persecuted for unrighteousness' sake, for doing things unholy, for doing things in a wrong manner. He says if you really follow Jesus and follow him all the way, you will have persecution. And so he's encouraging his son of the faith to be able to fight the good fight, like 2 Timothy 4, 7 says. And, and during the time when Jesus lived on earth, he was frequently admonishing his disciples of the coming persecution that he would endure and the persecution that the disciples themselves would soon face once Christ was gone. And Luke recorded numerous events in the book of Acts concerning Christianity's opponents, administering beatings, uh, imprisonments, and even executions to Jesus' disciples. And evangelicals and historians have written volumes of literature describing the accounts of hist- uh, Christians who have been persecuted for their faith in Jesus. But here's what I know, that as God built on the foundation of his church with men and women who are aware of their possible and probable death by their association with Christ, disciples boldly witnessed to all people concerning the grace of God, and many people were being saved. And in countries where persecution of Christians is still prevalent, the church is bold and witnessing and dynamic in growth. But in countries where Christianity is allowed or even encouraged, sometimes the church is found to be often stagnant and declining. And you go, what in the world do you mean by that? I'm saying that some of the greatest moments in the church's life, whether it was the time of the early disciples in the book of Acts, to some of our um, brothers and sisters in persecuted countries around the world, those churches are growing. The evangelist, uh, evangelistic tactics and um, uh, just passion is growing. The purity of the church is clean. And, and sometimes in countries where church is taken for granted and sometimes the majority in position, sometimes we get so ridiculous and get stuck in the minors that we disagree and argue and disband fellowships based on rulings about facial masks and how it can protect others. This is the world that we live in, right? We live in a watered down church right now. And so while I am somewhat um, leery of some of the things that you're already hearing about, um, some of the things that were executive orders of one administration uh, that President Obama would do and President Trump counteracted, uh, I believe that as soon as um, Biden is put in office, that he's probably going to counteract other policies. And I think religious liberty will be challenging in the years to come. So what do we do? Well, you either jump ship and you run away from it. You either try to take the kingdom of heaven by uh, earthly means, which is not what we're supposed to do, or you stay faithful. You stay faithful not to a political party, but you stay faithful to a king and a kingdom. You decide that you're going to go by the policies of Jesus and his king and his uh, his kingship uh, over your life, rather than some blurred line of what church and state is supposed to look like, what your political party and your religious affiliation is. No, no, if we're going to be persecuted... Let us be persecuted for being righteous. If we are going to be reviled, let it be because of our stance on Jesus. If we are going to be persecuted and we're going to have all kinds of evil spoken against us, let it be because we follow Jesus so closely on the second mile and not because we are some type of horrible examples of what it means to follow Jesus. Uh, I am alarmed at what is going on in our world today, just like you. I just refuse to use the world's tactics to be about heaven's business. Because I believe that when Jesus says, you want to have a happy life, don't go the ways of the world. Look at the chaos that this is ensuing. Look what this causes. Look where this leads to if you continue to do things this way. Hostility continues to escalate. So what do you do? You go the way of Jesus. And if you are persecuted, let it be for reasons that you follow him. And you know what? We promise you don't have to be ashamed of a faith that everyone else doesn't accept. And we can find joy because we know there's a reward. And we may see it this time on this earth or we may be in our life in heaven with him. And that's worth waiting for. Hope to see you on the second mile.